If you're looking to experience more pleasure in your life and a deeper level of connection with yourself and or your intimate partners in 2023, let's work together. Hello, I'm Stacey O, maitre d' of Finger Food Podcast and Holistic Sexuality Coach. You can apply to work with me by visiting my website, www.stacyogorman.com, or by clicking the link on this podcast bio. Welcome to Finger Food. I'm your maitre d', Stacey O, and I'm here to serve you intimate conversations around sexuality and pleasure. On the menu is a selection of heart-to-hearts with people who vulnerably share their stories, insights, and perspectives. This podcast is about sex and so much more. We explore connection, letting go of judgment, and accepting ourselves exactly as we are. Let's dine. In this intimate conversation, I chat to Tiawarangi. Awa is a director, writer, and actor. At the age of 16, Awa received her first accolade for Best Short Film at the Roxy Film Competition for Black Dog, which she wrote and directed. She received recognition for her co-creation of TVNZ's Born This Way, Awa's Story, which received Best Director at TVNZ Awards. Awa was nominated for Queer Māori Representative of the Year for her activism in the trans community at New Zealand's LGBT Awards in 2019. Outside of work, she loves oil painting, horse riding, crying to John Frusciante, <laughs> to look that one up, and shaking her titties to AG Cook in future. In this episode, Awa shares her thoughts on the constructs of gender and how if it didn't matter so much to society, she probably wouldn't even call herself trans. She speaks about how we need to decolonize views around sexuality and gender. She talks of being bullied for being misgendered as a child, the absurdity of school uniforms and gendered bathrooms, her whore era, being on grinder, fetishization, getting sexy with friends, porn stars with giant schlongs, and now being in a fruitful, passionate relationship, and so much more. It's great to have you here at the table. Let's get started. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. <sighs> 
Yay! Welcome, Awa. Kia ora. Kia ora. It's such a pleasure to have you here. Such a pleasure. Oh. It really means a lot. Yay! Yeah. Let's get into it. Okie dokie. So, first and foremost, where are you from and what's your family background? Ko kaurana ki te manga, ko ngaruroro te awa, ko kupataki tokumarai, ko ngatikahunganu te iwi, ko kararaina Beaufort tokumama, ko... Te roira Clive David Puna, tuku papa, ko te aorangi uh, te roira Puna, or Awa, you can call me, um, tuku ingoa. Uh, I grew up in Kapiti, Ramachi South, which is lovely coastal village in um, like about 45 minutes away from Wellington, uh, so that's where I'm from. My dad is from Hastings, Wairoa area. And my mum is from Pukeroa Bay. So that's 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 where I'm from. Beautiful. I moved to Wellington uh, at the end of high school. So I guess I'm also from there. Mm-hmm. Um, I lived there for like three, three to four years while I was studying at drama school. Mm-hmm. And then I moved straight up here, to like basically when I finished. And I've been living up in Auckland ever since. Beautiful. So that's where I... General, general idea of where I'm from. Gorgeous, yeah. <laughs> gorgeous. Yeah. Um. And what are your pronouns, and what do they mean to you? My pronouns are she/her. Also, recently, like I'm okay with they them as well. Mm-hmm. I think, like, yeah, my perception on on gender is just like it. It means. Nothing, but also every, like everything at the same time. To mm. you know, depending on who you are, so you can call me whatever. Because yeah, but I guess she, her, they, them. That's, mm-hmm. that's my pronouns. Mm. Yeah. Beautiful. <laughs> and when you're saying um, like gender means nothing, and all, like n- not necessarily anything to you, but also know that it's important yeah. to those around you. Can you elaborate on that a little bit? Yeah, totally. So I guess my perception on gender is like that, you know, you should be able to be whoever whoever you want to be, no matter how masculine you are, how feminine you are, mm-hmm. like whatever way you want to present yourself, just present yourself in that way. And people... It, you know, it's. I feel like it's people's responsibility to respect who you are as an individual and as a person mm. and call you just what you want to be called. So, yeah, I, I, I love, like, meeting people on a very individual level and just wanting to know what they personally want to be, you know, how they want to be identified. Mm. Um, and with me... I feel like gender is totally a construct. <laughs> we know this. It's been talked about. Yes. Um, but I feel like, yeah, like gender almost, it'd be amazing if it didn't even exist because I feel like the only reason why it does exist is so we can kind of pigeonhole people into certain roles mm-hmm. and, you know, put labels on them so that, people can wrap their heads around what gender, what, you know, what, who this person is, mm. you know, the, like the whole idea of like women are the ones who look after the kids, they clean the kitchen, all those backwards mm. old views. And then the men are the breadwinners. They, they do the muscle work, I, I guess, and bring mm. the money home. 
Um, but I, I feel like, you know, things are changing and you don't need to be defined by those, those things anymore because mm. we are totally, everyone is so different mm. and, you know, whatever you want to do, just, just do it. If you want to be, be the one who brings the money home, you bloody do that. <laughs> and if you want to be in that kitchen, you go in that bloody kitchen. No one's going to bloody judge you. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, but, yeah, personally, I would love to do both. I want to go in the bloody kitchen. Yes, same. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't mean that I'm a woman, even though I am. But, yeah. Um, yeah, I guess that's my perception on gender. Hmm. I, like, often say that if – gender wasn't so like ingrained like the idea of like the the binaries like male and female weren't so ingrained in society I probably wouldn't even call myself trans because mm. it wouldn't matter so much yeah and I've found that the longer I have been like have been out as a trans woman the more comfortable I feel like uh, expressing like the more masculine parts of myself you know mm-hmm. yeah it, and it's it's nice to nice to nice to feel like that mm. like yeah yeah I feel like before colonization as well like gender didn't matter as much to to Māori like it wasn't so you know and so did like sex wasn't tapu as well like mm. people just had that and we we realized that like you know, it's good to be like pleasured, and mm. it's not something that should be so taboo. It's a beautiful thing, mm. and it should be yeah admired. Um, but yeah, I guess that's my perception on gender mm, overall. Yeah, that's so interesting what you're saying around like, um, like back in the day with Maori, yeah, like, sex was revered yeah. and and so and gender was less of an important issue and do you think that through colonization that has been yeah warped? definitely I, I think it definitely has um we've like kind of as the LGBT community and Aotearoa we've like reclaimed the word takatapui which originally from my knowledge I think it comes from like an old um an, an old myth about two two uh, Māori men who, like, fall in love. And we've mm. kind of reclaimed that. Mm. But, um, yeah, Elizabeth Kerekere, she runs for the Green Party. She kind of helped reclaim reclaim that, that word for an umbrella term for the LGBT community. Mm. Um, and the word whakawahine, which make, basically means trans woman, which is what how I identify. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, you know... Like a lot of a lot of those things that would have seemed taboo to um to Christianity when it came over, it would have been burnt. It would have been like the the wire the sculptures, the art, the mm. just a, a lot of things. Um, so I think over time, like now, I feel like it as a society, we have like a responsibility to decolonize all of those ideas mm. and kind of get back to our roots and realize that yeah none of those things you should ever feel ashamed about and you should embrace it and yeah 
have fun how you want, express yourself how you want, and yeah. Um, I've definitely like been been on a massive journey of realizing all of those things. Yeah. Like when I was younger, I I like you know the binary was the only thing that I knew. Um, I grew up basically. I mean, I would say male presenting as a little kid. But not really, because I would only wear like Canterbury's and then <laughs> tight thermals on top and Converse. Like that was literally the only thing I wore in primary school because I, I didn't want to be, you know, like I, I was like gender neutral vibes because I didn't want to be put into the box of being a boy. And of course, I like being out with my mother, everyone would always be like, oh, you have such a beautiful little girl. <laughs> you know? And I'd be like, oh, my God, that's so offensive. But that feels amazing when you say that. I wonder why. <laughs> but wait a minute. Yeah, but wait a again. minute. I resonate with that. Um, yeah. And so because, like, when I was really young, I don't think I understood the idea of being trans. I knew that I wanted to be a woman. But I didn't understand how I would even possibly get there because it wasn't even, you know, I wasn't born like that. Mm. And I was just constantly running running it through my head. I was like, I felt so alone, like thinking that I was the only person in the entire world that felt like this. Mm. I was like, I'd wake up and be like, why is everyone, does everyone feel comfortable in themselves? And I'm the only person in this out of seven freaking point whatever billion people, trillion, I don't bloody know, um, <laughs> that feels like this. Like it felt so mm. weird. I was like, fuck you, God. If, if you're up there, fuck you. Because <laughs> like, you know, I wouldn't have chosen. It, it's the truth that I wouldn't mm. have chosen to be like this at that age if um, if I actually did have a choice. Yeah. Like – why would I want to make this hard for myself, you know? It's, mm. yeah, it's really, um, I don't, yeah, I don't want to have to deal with all the bullying and stuff as a kid and, like, the the um, the teachers coming in and being, like, you know, misgendering me as a girl. Well, actually, gender confirming me <laughs> as a girl. Yes. And then the whole class being like, oh, oh, they're actually boys. That's so funny. Um, you know, mm. and just like all the bullying from stupid primary school kids um, mm. at the time. Um, yeah. I remember like my friend always uh, telling me, she's like, so you're gay, right? And I was like, no, I'm not gay. Like I don't like the idea of like me being a male liking other other men because I don't feel like I'm a, a male. And that's why mm. I didn't want to associate with being gay I think um because that that's just not what who I am as a gay gay man Mm. um but she was like but you like guys right and I'm like yeah I like guys yeah and she's like well duh you are there and I was like no I'm fucking not (laughs) I'm not I am not gay um but yeah I think when I realized what being trans was I was like this makes so much sense to me like, mm. like it, it resonates with me. I remember my mum showing me a magazine and I think it was like a NZ magazine and it had a trans woman on the front. And at the time she was like, 
I was really young and she was like, you know, that's a, she was born a boy, right? Which obviously she's just a woman, but she was like, and I was, I was like, oh my God, that is so, that's so buzzy. She's so beautiful. Mm. Like, is that a possibility that I could possibly live a life as myself? Because before that, <laughs> my child mind was like, okay, so if I want to be who I am, <laughs> crazy plans like in my head, I will, I will run away, dye my hair, got moved to a different city. I need to do this before I'm 15, before I hit puberty. Um, change my hair color, everything, go on the go on the hormones, if I even knew what hormones were back then. Mm. Um, and leave my family, <laughs> leave my friends, just change my name and like then I can be myself kind of thing. Because I was never mm. going to, I never thought I'd have the courage to like, you know, come out to, come out to my three older brothers, my mom, my dad, all mm. of my friends who knew me as um, Te Awarangi or CJ. Um, so that's that was my plan. But when I when my mum um, showed me, yeah, showed me the magazine, I was like, oh, so my dad's were coming up. Because um, I honestly thought I'd have to live the rest of my life as a as a dude, you know. Mm. Like I also really have always loved filmmaking. That's like the idea of storytelling mm. is just so beautiful. Um, and I thought that I would like <laughs> my dream was like that. I would become like some kind of filmmaker, but that I would have like the only, the only representation I had of that was Peter Jackson. <laughs> At the time, I was so obsessed with him as a kid. So I was like, "Fuck!" And now I do not want to look like that when I'm older. <laughs> Jesus Christ! I'm really gonna have to sacrifice, like, sacrifice so much if if I want if I want to be like if I want to make films. <laughs> Um, yeah. It's so true. It's so true. It's so true. Yeah, he was like the only representation that I had. Um, but yeah, it turns out you don't have to do that, which is really good. No, you don't have to look like Peter. Yeah, you don't need to. You can pave your own way. You can pave your own way. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, I guess I've, yeah. So I yeah I went to primary school, Ramachandra School. When I went to high school, um, we had like uniforms, mm-hmm. like girl and boy uniforms, and obviously, like I remember actually going into the uniform shop like before starting school for the year. I went in with my dad, and she. Um, like mistakes me for a girl and she gets the skirt and the long ass skirt and everything like the cinched blouse and hands it to me and then my dad's like it's a boy and I was like I was like oh okay 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 then um so end up putting on the freaking shorts and and like this extremely oversized blouse uh, shirt whatever um, starts at school and feels so uncomfortable. Mm. Like, just like, you know, what am I wearing? It feels like I'm wearing like someone else's skin kind of thing. It's, this is not nice. Um, mm. And I think I mentioned to you, I had this like art case that I would like carry around and it was like a massive A3 art case. And I would use it to literally hide the fact that I was wearing shorts 
so that people like might actually think that I was like a girl. Oh, <laughs> it's so funny. Oh. Yeah, I was like terrified. Um, yeah, and wow. I would usually run off to like the film department and stuff to um, as escapism. I think that's what I love so much about film is like. Being, a, being able to create your own world. Um, mm. I would like also act in my films, get my friends to act in my films, uh, use my parents' camcorder and mostly ab- about vampires because I was so obsessed with Twilight. It yes. started off as that in primary school and then um, – and, you know, I could – I my character was called Alex, like a very gender-neutral name. And in my head, she was definitely a girl and, like, I could do whatever I wanted with that character and, like, express myself how I wanted. Mm. Um, yeah, and that was a really beautiful thing. And it was, of course, about vampires transitioning and stuff. But at the time, I had no clue what it was about. But looking back, I'm like, oh, it's, it's like, you know, your life really does, like, show through your work, I guess. Yes. So um yeah so that was my early experience in high school I remember this uh this one time I was like snapchatting this dude from like a neighboring school like in Otaki I think and I forgot how we actually met Hmm. but I just remember like we were snapchatting and stuff and they were we were keen to hang out and I hadn't told him that I was trans but Hmm. I was just really well, no, I hadn't even told him that I was that I was a dude because I hadn't even come out yet, right? Mm-hmm. But I was very like dressed gender neutral. I looked like a girl. Mm-hmm. Um, so then we, we caught up and like it was basically a date. We went to the movie theaters. Um, we were like horny little teenagers, so like we just like kissed in the movie theaters, oh. and then like I, <laughs> and then it escalated so much. Like he was like. I was like year 10, he was year 12, like <laughs> me fully like, you know, touching him in the movie, movie theatres. Yes. Um, I don't even remember what the movie theatre, what the movie was. Um, anyway, I was like, you should come back to my house, like to my parents' house, we'll like have lunch or something. Start going to my parents' house and like um, we stop at the park, like go on the swings and then I end up, that was like my first sexual encounter, I guess. Yes. I like ended up. I'm giving him head in the bush. Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> I yes, know. Yes. I, but I, how old were you? I was like year ten. So yeah. what's that? Like fifteen, fourteen? Yeah. Um, yeah. And then so good. I know it's so funny. Uh, and but he still didn't know that I was like trans, and that mm. I think I didn't realize at the time like how much of a responsibility I had to him and myself for my safety to tell him that. Um, and, you know, I didn't even think about like none of that stuff I just knew about kind of mm. thing. Uh, but looking back, I'm like, oh, my God, I could have like really put myself in so much danger mm. doing that, that stuff. Um, and then anyway, like – go home for the night we're like snapchatting blah 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 and then this girl who's like a few years above me probably like one of yeah one of his friends like she messages me and she's like oh my gosh like this dude he thinks you're a girl and I was like stressing out so much I was like "Ah!" oh my god like this is crazy like it's just something that you know like a cisgendered 
person would not even have to worry about at all. Totally. Um, and, you know, I just I just hadn't thought about all that stuff. Like I was just living so in the moment and really enjoying myself. Yeah. And like, you know, but it was, yeah. So, yeah, during high school it was like very interesting. Um, like I feel – so I came out in like year 11 mm-hmm. and I, it felt like a beautiful thing to be able to like wear this, the school uniform and stuff and mm-hmm. like feel as myself. Um, I Amazing. Remember, yeah. This it was, was like a year after the yeah, kind of yeah, that yeah. incident or yeah. that first yeah, BJ yeah. experience. <laughs> yeah, first BJ experience. <laughs> um, yeah, so I came to school and I was feeling totally myself. Like, obviously, I felt like eyes glued to me and, and the whispers and like, what the, mm. what the heck is she doing in, in a skirt now? This is, well, this, she looks different to last year. Um, and at the wow. time, I was like, I think I was the only trans person that I know of. Like, there were probably trans people who just didn't come out or whatever, or mm-hmm. only had told their close friends, maybe. Um, yeah, but my friends were like, I remember the first time before dance dance class, they were like, oh, I come into the girls' changing room. Like, Because I, what I would do before that is put on my gear underneath my, um, underneath my uh, what's it called, uniform. Okay, yeah. And then so when I started dance class or PE, I would not go into any of the changing rooms because – I didn't feel comfortable in the guys' changing room because it just didn't feel like me or the girls' changing room because, mm. you know, obviously people didn't think I was a girl. Um, and then, yeah, I would just wear it under my uniform and then take it off. And, like, the amount of days I spent, like, absolutely freaking boiling, like, in the summer because I was wearing so many layers kind of thing. Um yeah, but they they were like come in the changing room, and it was like the first time I, I, I was like, oh my god, oh. <laughs> that was really nice. Oh my um, god, there's just so many moments there that like you know, getting your uniform with your dad, like your first experience with getting a giving a blowjob, <laughs> <laughs> like the school bathrooms, like so many experiences that you have had that a cis person would never had to have to go through or never yeah. understand, yeah, yeah, you yeah, know? Yeah. And that's like, whoa. Yeah. I mean, not even I understood it at yeah. the time, you know, like I was still wrapping my head around what being trans was. Yes. Um, and I didn't actually like come out on my own accord. It was someone else, someone like the only close friend that I had at the time actually came out for me on my own Facebook page. Okay. <laughs> yeah. No, was so was that like a favor or was that? Um, I mean, I guess it was because then I had no choice but then to admit it to everyone because like I wasn't going to lie if they said, you know, is it true kind of thing because um, it was true. So, yeah, I didn't come out on my own accord. It was like wow. before um, what's like. Uh, the talent contest. <laughs> I think I was singing something like John Legend or something silly <laughs> like that. And then someone comes up to me and they're like, oh, uh, I am so proud of you. I'm like, oh, that's really sweet. What for? And then they're like, that post that you did. Oh, like, my gosh. 
And I was like, It was no. on your Facebook yeah, page. Yeah, on my Facebook oh, page. What? And I was like, What are you talking about? And she's like, You like telling yourself that you're that you're trans, like to the world. And I was like, Oh <gasps> my god, what are you talking about? And yeah, so she had written this entire post, and it's because we like had a falling out. What? Um, this which is, is really complex. Yeah. It was very complex. Like she, she had a hard like home life and stuff, and okay. we were kind of each other's, um, each other's like close friends before that. But yeah, uh, it was yeah, it came out of like a fight that we had, and then <gasps> and then she she came out. But yeah, it was like in the end, like I thought it was going to be like a terrible thing. I ended up like bawling my eyes out when I found out that the post was up. Um, but then I just decided to go with it and just like be honest be myself because people were coming up to me and being like nah you're like good on you for like acknowledging who you are like there's nothing to be ashamed ashamed of like just yeah Mm. and then yeah that's when I came to school in the uniform um fuck yes yeah and I think and then I was like okay well I'll start taking hormones now at like 15 16 Mm -hmm. um and, and were your felt, parents supportive of that? Yeah, yeah. I remember when I first told my mum. So my friend was the only person who I told. And then and then we she actually came with me to the doctors. Like it was a big step, mm-hmm. that, like a very big step to take without any parent cons- parental consent or whatever. Mm-hmm. Just goes in the, into the doctors to see my GP and like explained to her, look, I, I really want to start hormones. And she kind of says like, I, I support you, like, good on you. Amazing. Like, we are going to need parental consent, though. So you, so tell your parents at some point, um, like, mm. the sooner the better because otherwise puberty will kick in more and more. Yeah. Um, so then one night, I think my mum and my dad were having, like, an argument about something and she, she like, drives to the beach to get some fresh air and... <laughs> Like, her halfway through, like, you know, through an argument, like, with dad, like, already not in the greatest place, I just drop a bloody another bomb. And I'm like, I'm like, it's okay, mum. By the way, I don't know if, by the way, I should probably tell you, um, I, I, I don't feel like a, I'm not a boy. And then she, like, kind of wipes her tears and she looks up and she's like, honey, I've always known. Mm. Like, it's it's okay. And that's kind of where we uh, decided to start start that journey. Mm. It took a while for my dad to come around, um, like a wee while. Mm-hmm. I I usually feel like when a trans person is transitioning, like, everyone around them is also trans- transitioning mm-hmm. as well. Um, you know, some parents even feel like it, they're losing someone, which is not true at all. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, to them it it's feels real, uh, feels like that. Uh, so, yeah, it took him a while to get his head around it. Um, same as my brothers. Mm-hmm. They had already left home. They're, like, 11 years older than me, like the next el- oldest one from – me so you can imagine what that was like growing up wow (laughs) yeah they used to Mm. (laughs) he's like throw me up into the skylight like as a kid I'd always remember that was actually really fun that was the fun part but then the bullying and stuff was not the fun part they were like such 
they're such bros, you know, growing up with, like, um, surfers, vibes, uh, skaters. Um, yeah. So it was, yeah, that was interesting growing up. They, I knew that them, like, the the shit that I would get from them was actually coming from a place of, like, wanting to protect me and wanting, like, me to to fit in so that I wouldn't get bullied by other people. So, like, yeah. they were kind of preparing me because because they were a few years older, they knew what school was like, you know? Um, so it was coming mm. from a place of, like, it was coming from a place of love. And now I have, like, the best connection with them ever. Amazing. Um, at some point, my mum, like, sat my dad and my brothers down and was like, look, the, like you guys acting like this is so fucking childish. Like, this is literally the difference between our wanting to be here and not wanting to be here. Mm. So fucking pull your head in and get your shit together. Mm. Like, yeah. I know it's a big deal, but it's not a big deal. Um, Amazing. And, yeah. Your mum is a legend. Nah, she's so awesome. She's been, like, always had my back, eh? I mean, my whole family has, but yeah, she's been, yeah, such an amazing person. Mm. Um, Yeah, when I, yeah, yeah. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> this is a journey. Yeah, it is a journey. This is a journey. Um, I guess when, yeah, <laughs> when I left high school, I moved into Wellington and I amazingly got like a, like a place in Toifakati, which I kind of applied like on a whim. Mm-hmm. Like I was like, Oh, I probably won't get in, but I'll apply. Ended up applying a day late. Just just been like, oh, I probably shouldn't get in. I probably shouldn't even do the, the application now because it's going to be a day late. And then I was like, no, nah, I'll just, just give it a shot. My friend's mum, like, convinced me, like, no, do it. Like, just just go ahead. Like, what's the what's the worst that can happen? So I did so, it. So, sorry, is Tofakati film school? It's or? a drama school. Drama school. Yeah, it's a drama school in Wellington. Um, yeah. So... Yeah, ended up applying, and then yeah, amazing. Like got a got a spot there. So amazing. I went there. It, it was an amazing journey to meet so many different t- kinds of people, and like having to spend three years with them, mm. <laughs> and like you become so close, like family, 
and uh, just, yeah, know each other like the back of your hand kind of thing. Uh, that's when I like entered my whore era. When yes. I started, like left high school, went into the city, I was like, <laughs> Yes! Oh my God, grind is a thing. Let's <laughs> let's do this. Yes. <laughs> yeah, like, um, it's pretty. Yeah. So I started like seeing guys, like very different types of guys as well. Like some older men, some some my same age. Um, and what's it called? Yeah, that was really interesting. Like I usually, I. I I like was because like during high school, like I hadn't had that many like sexual experiences. Like, mm. and when I did, like I was always someone's secret. Like they didn't want to, they didn't want to express to anyone else that they like liked me. And mm. I always felt like I was being like fetishized. Like I was only wanted for like sex. And that was like felt so objectifying mm. kind of thing. Um, there was like one crush that I had and year 13 who was like also such a close friend mm. and then you know like after parties would like just cuddle or something or spoon and it was like very sweet and like a tender relationship beautiful um yeah I had a really big crush on them and I I remember like letting them know one night and they were like hey look I just I just don't know if this is gonna work like I, I like this other person and that was like my first experience oh. of like rejection like from someone that I really liked um, and I was like Ow, that hurts so bad and then I went home and listened to Young Lean oh. Agony, just like crying my eyes out <laughs> like really tipsy um oh. I know but now we're like really really good friends and just, everything's so chill but it was so yeah at the time it all felt feels so real oh my you know? god like you know you feel like the whole pain. world like you know, is gonna explode kind <laughs> of thing Absolutely. um yeah but yeah when I went to Toy Ficardi like I guess sexual experiences because my close friends like never really wanted to like hear about or never really asked about my sexual experiences I guess it's because it did felt feel like taboo mm -hmm. like like the idea of being on grinder like I didn't want to be associated with being a gay man kind of thing mm. um so it did feel taboo and I thought that I'd never want to hear about it and I think I had like some shame around talking about sex and stuff mm. which is so different to now because I will literally talk <laughs> yeah. about sex all she's the time. Podcast, yeah, she's sex. on a podcast yeah she's on the podcast talking about <laughs> bloody sex right now so. I am interested because I feel like that I haven't actually ever thought about this but mm. um as a trans woman being on Grindr like are you on other apps like I've, I've literally never thought yeah. about that before and like that's another whole boxing scenario totally, isn't it totally because grinder usually is for like gay men yeah but then and like some parts of grinder you're like oh my god like when i first got on there like i had a, I had a photo of myself on there some people don't even have photos mm. it's just like they're very d-low like a lot of straight men on there yep. i mean you know they call themselves straight but yes. <laughs> they're like Look, I'm straight, but the guy I fucked last night wasn't. <laughs> um, yeah, so when I first got on there, like, you know, quite a, a, so many messages. And I was like, and a lot of people that I would never catch up with ever just out of not being attracted to them or, or mm -hmm. whatever. Um, and a lot of people like fetishizing you and okay. stuff. Um, and then every now and then you'll meet like a really genuinely nice person who like, actually wants to have, have like a 
like a actual relationship, like mm. a friendship or a relationship. Mm. You know, some people meet their partners on there. Um, yeah, uh, but I guess most. Yeah, it just it just depends. Like I think it. In some ways, it is inclusive of yes. of the trans community, grinder, but yeah. also also not like mm. depends who you talk to. Prob- probably like, why are these Chinese on here? Kind of thing. Mm. Um, yeah, interesting. Also on Tinder as well, but that was like a that was a buzzy thing as well because I I feel like I did have like really. I made a lot of friendships on Tinder, which was so lovely. Um, but I, I would always, um, I didn't know whether to put on my profile whether I was trans or not, or to like put it into like my conversation, or like mm. is it the first thing that I say when I say hi? Because people don't usually like say hi. I'm a cis person and I'm straight. No, you know, like no. but it's something you actually have to think about, like. Which felt so shitty. You just feel so othered, I guess. Yeah. Um, and you never know where to, like, bring it in. And if you, if you start a really good conversation and the conversation's going really well and then suddenly you're like, okay, we've been talking for, like, a day and a half. I should probably mention it now. You mention it and then suddenly they stop talking to you. Well, you know, it's just – it's Wow. It's, and, like, that's, that's all right, but it's kind of feels shitty. I even find it weird, like – on Bumble or any app when, like, people have stated their gender. Mm. <laughs> like, woman or man, and you can, like... Yeah. I don't know, I just think... It, I, I find that weird now. Yeah. I'm like, why do we have to pro- proclaim that? Yeah, because, like... I'm confused. Yeah. We're all just humans on here, but then yeah. people, I guess... I guess it seems like some people just want to, like, jump straight to the point and they're, like, yeah. you know, people have preferences, but... It is like, why not just meet someone as they are? As they are, and yeah. And like, don't you want to get to know someone that you that you might, like, begin a relationship with anyway? Yeah. And, like, that's the thing, because I would say that I'm straight probably a few years ago. <laughs> but <laughs> yes. now I'm like, like, I don't care whatever genitalia someone has. Like, I can't predict whether – whether I'm going to like someone or not like someone based on their gender. Mm. Like, I think those concepts are really ingrained in a lot of us. And, like, to label yourself as that, it kind of puts you in a box. And then if you go outside of it, it's like you're lying to people you told, like, yes. that you're straight kind of thing. So, yeah. <laughs> so next topic on sexuality. Yes. <laughs> what am I? <laughs> Who am I? Yeah, yeah. What am I? Who am I? <laughs> what am I? Where am I? <laughs> Sorry. One moment. One moment. I'm gonna blow my nose. Um. <coughs> nice. I've just been swallowing mine. No. <laughs> you can hear it in the mic. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Who am I? What am I? Who am I? What Sexuality. am I? Where am I? <laughs> <laughs> what is life? <laughs> um, what is life? Yeah. So I guess, yeah, where were we? <laughs> you were about to dive into sexuality. Oh, yeah. Sexuality. I guess I kind of covered it. Like, yeah. I would say that I was 
straight, but also I don't want to hold myself to that because I, you know, sometimes like, hold on one second. Mm-hmm. Um, you were so attractive and, you know, like I don't, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Yes, and totally. I don't expect to know and I, I don't know to know. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. And that's okay. I don't know. And that's all right with me. Um, yes. Yeah. Oh, uh, so It's ever evolving. Yeah. You can't put you in a box. Yeah. I guess during like that time, it was weird that it was like, you know, sex was like something I didn't really talk about to my friends. But my friends were all like straight and cis, um, mm-hmm. which is when you're around that, you feel like, you, you know, like I was kind of grouped in as like the the clown and like the one who always like told the jokes and like didn't it didn't feel like I was seen as someone who who could be like sexual like mm. which was really dumb and that's why it was so beautiful when I like started making like relationships with people who didn't fetishize me, me mm. and like actually saw me as a person who they wanted to spend time with as well as like have fun with that was really beautiful um (laughs) when I started work at hospo it was so funny I had like these two co-workers who we were all just like friends like so was one of the one of their friends um also like would come drink at the bar all the time as well and then um, one night, like I took MD with one of my, one of my coworkers who was gay, apparently. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is why I say don't label yourself. <laughs> um, and then, uh, we took MD and then, you know, when you like just become so lovey-dovey and like, yes. you're, you're like, oh my God, I fucking love I you, but I can love yeah, you. <laughs> I have and never then, loved you more. Yeah. And we like were drinking in this bar who was, which was our friends, which like they closed to the public at a certain time, but we were like still going, like all of us, <laughs> yes. um, smoking inside and whatever. And then we were just like suddenly touching legs and I was like, hold on. And like, we were looking into each other's <gasps> eyes, just like instantly like you know we're getting with each other kind of thing Mm. we go back to mine we're like have some fun and then he says to me he's like oh I've actually always really really liked you and I was like oh my gosh that that's news I was like that's so um yeah I didn't really know what to say at the time because I don't think I'm not I mean I just saw him totally as a friend so yes like seeing him in this light was like new for me. Um, but then everything else in the past started to make sense. Like when he was like, oh, uh, I think I actually like women as well. Like it all kind of like, mm. I think he was hinting me at some stages and it made sense why he was always so awkward around me. But I thought at first that it was cause he didn't like me oh. and we just like have very similar humor and we'd get along so well. Um, but yeah, that was really sweet. And then (laughs) it's so like us group of four, we like were sitting at a table once and then we realized that we had like all gotten with each other on separate occasions. (laughs) (laughs) And we were like, it was really nice to like have like a group of friends and there's four of you and you know, like that the sex and like the fun stuff isn't like very deep and you can still be like 
are like really good friends mm. and still have fun and stuff. Yes. And like one of the dudes, he was Colombian and the same thing happened where we had like fun and he <laughs> – he was actually so amazing in bed and like this I like was trying new things like we we like watched porn together hot and which was so hot and then he told me that he was um a porn star back over in Colombia oh my god and like he wouldn't give me his name like his like porn star name which was I was like please give it to oh, me I just like I just, must I just watch, watch that <laughs> you can't tell me can that we, and then can we watch it now uh, yeah let's watch it <laughs> um but <laughs> Uh, yeah, he honestly, I think he had the biggest thing that I've ever, ever seen. It was like a literal horse shot. Oh my gosh. Um, I would be petrified. I was petrified. I can't. I was like, <laughs> look, I don't know if, let's just, let's just keep it simple today. You know what? I don't know if I'm ready to like, <laughs> to end up in like, in the, in, in the hospital oh, with my belly. Oh my like, God. Not being able to walk. Um, but yeah, he, it that's was, hectic. It was really sweet, like <laughs> like us four just being like, no way. We've all like we've all like you know, A got with B and C and D, and then D got with A, and it was just like, oh my god, amazing. Um, that was a really funny experience, <laughs> and it's where I felt like I learned a lot about like like not like sex being a beautiful thing, but not mm. um not like taking it too seriously and like yeah the I guess the idea of like polyamory where it's like you have partners but Mm. you don't uh you're not monogamous I guess Mm -hmm. um yeah that was that was an interesting experience I think overall though like I am someone who really does like monogamy like Probably because I'm so possessive. <laughs> but also I was I was talking to someone the other night and they were they were like talking about a situation they were having with their boyfriend and they were mm. like, God, I, I like you did this thing, but it's not even bad, but I feel so jealous and possessive. And I was like, Honey, you're not. You're just human. Oh. And she was like, That is the best thing anyone has ever said oh, to me. It's true. <laughs> and I was like, Yeah, I'm basically Oprah. Like I will just spew out these things and just <laughs> It just comes from being I'm a wise. Wealth. I'm a wealth <laughs> yeah. of wisdom. Yeah. Um, I just, it just comes from, from me, I guess. No. Come to me whenever you need inspirational yeah, yeah. quotes. Also here, because I've definitely got everything sorted <laughs> <Yes>. out. <laughs> um, I'm a whole human. Yeah, but I feel like the idea of polyamory and like is, is great. Like I love the idea of it. Yes. And I would l- I feel like I could do it, but then as soon as I, I know, as soon as I'm thrown into it, if I ever, if that ever happens, I'll be like, mm, no, yeah, I'm, I'm too, I'm, yeah. I mean, I guess it's just whatever floats your boat, right? Yeah. I, f- I'm like in the same camp as you. I'm like, I wholeheartedly am like, yes to polyamory, yeah, and yeah, I'm yeah. like, this is so admirable, and like, yeah. you have to be able to like give and receive so much love and really be able to like look at yourself and like check your jealousy and check your possessiveness and all of that throughout. And I almost think it's like a life's work. If you're going to be polyamorous, you're dedicated to relating on a whole nother level. And like being extremely comfortable in yourself. Yeah. Like I'm not comfortable in myself. I'm like super insecure. So I've got to like figure some of those stuff out before I ever think of even doing anything like that. Yeah. Um, 
Exactly. Yeah. Comfy in yourself or be willing to do the work to be comfy yeah, in yourself totally. consistently, which yeah. is hectic. Yeah. I'm already um, doing enough, you know? <laughs> <laughs> when I first like exhausting. moved up to Auckland, <laughs> I started work on this TV show mm. and then ended up um, beginning a relationship. Like, I always found him so attractive and like would like, Kiki on set sometimes but we were both really awkward around each other Mm. and then one of the people on set was like he wants to ask you out and I was like oh that is so sweet what the hell like ask you out on a date and I was like that's so sweet but why hasn't he done it yet (laughs) (laughs) like all talk no walk you know um and then that same day he like asked me out and uh, that was a really beautiful start to like a, a friendship and relationship, I guess. Um, and then found out that he was poly- polyamorous. Okay. And my whole head went like, oh my God, what the heck? Like, what do I even do with this information? Oh my what does that even mean? It means he doesn't like me at all. It means that I mean absolutely nothing <laughs> kind of thing. Um, I'm not enough. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm not enough. <laughs> Fuck. Um, yeah, but <laughs> that was like an interesting, interesting journey as well. Um, re- yeah, I was like, could I do this? And then I was like, no. Nah. And then I was like, does that mean that we're partners or like, is it because there's no label on it? I guess like it means nothing. Am I just like a object to him? Like, yeah, mm. it really does make you think about all of those things that you're, you're like, you're, you're using that as an excuse. <laughs> You, you would be in a monogamous, yeah. You just want to fuck everyone, don't you? You would be in a monogamous relationship with someone else, just not me, eh? Hey, it's me, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but that was interesting. And then, yeah, Amazing. that's why they say don't fuck the crew as well, because because oh once you have this no going back, like on set. I mean, he probably didn't even feel awkward, but I always felt awkward. I was like, I was like, oh my god, he's talking to. Oh no! <laughs> nah, oh no! Your workdays grow out. <laughs> yeah, nah, yeah. nah. Not actual, not actually. But you know, it just I guess it just like makes things a little more awkward. And you're yeah, like, do yes. we talk about this? Like, what are we kind of thing? Um, don't fuck the crew. Don't fuck your flatmates. Don't fuck the don't crew. Don't fuck do your flatmates. <laughs> don't fuck your coworkers. <laughs> don't fuck your coworkers <laughs> or your boss. No, no. no, no don't no, do no, it. No, no, just no, don't no. do just it. Don't stay away. Um, <laughs> okay, I want to know. Because we want to keep it to a certain time frame. I would like to know a few things before we get to our final question. Yeah. One is, um, are you in relationship now? Yes, I am. And I am. what does that look like? It's such a beautiful relationship. I, um, we started going out at the end of last year. We've been, like, friends for four years. Oh, yeah, four years. Mm. Um, we, like, had a fling ages ago um, when I was living in Wellington. And I would say that's one of, like, the relationships that I had down there where I was like, oh, my God, this person actually sees me as, like, me kind mm. of thing and isn't, like, fetishizing me or, like, making making me feel, like, icky when yeah. – when we finished having sex, like not just running off afterwards kind of thing, Mm. treating me, yeah. Um, And then, yeah, we've just been like friends since then. Uh, He like had a partner during then and he like helped me on my film. He's like amazing in the the film world and such Mm. a a beautiful creative. 
Um, anyway, when I went back down to Wellington during lockdown, which was the, what, what, yeah, kind of like halfway through last year, hmm. we just like caught up again as friends and then like instantly headed off like our humour. Like we just were pissing ourselves the whole night oh. and it was such, so beautiful to like reconnect. Instantly headed off, um, mm. hooked up straight away uh, and then like didn't leave each other's sight for about like three weeks or whatever. Oh. Just like, I swear I basically moved into his flat. His flatmates mates <laughs> were like, oh my God, this bitch better start paying rent. <laughs> um, yeah, but that was really beautiful. Uh, I feel like at the beginning of that relationship, because I have had quite a, quite a lot of like dudes, you know, like not amazing relationships. I, f- yeah. I feel like it started off with me being quite guarded mm-hmm. and me not feeling like I would deserve his love. Mm-hmm. And when he told me like literally the first morning after after um, we caught up, he was like, you do realise I've like always liked you, eh? Oh. And I was like, oh, that's really sweet. What do you mean by that? <laughs> elaborate. <laughs> yeah, more elaborate. Yeah, no. Receipts. Yeah. <laughs> and he was like, and like thinking back now, it all makes sense. Like, it, like yeah, just just all the all the messages like would send, and and like mm. I just I'd I'd always be like very deflective, like you know, to everyone around me kind of thing. Because I'd like isolate. I just I was really good at isolating myself from from people. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but I remember him that same morning being like, "I'm so sorry about like not." not being very good at communication like I'm very I need to let you know that I'm like a very closed off guarded person Mm. and then he was like oh well I'm gonna open you up like a little flower and I was like oh that is so sweet you're so and like just he's he's someone who's amazing at communication and like um a very like loving loving soul uh very Mm. down to earth and stuff so I feel like that's something that I really needed in my life because it's not a lot of what I was getting in the relationships that I was in. Yeah. Um, yeah, and that was uh, – yeah, We he's moved up to Auckland now. Amazing. And we literally spend, like, every day together. Oh. And it's – yeah, it's such a, like, beautiful, fruitful, uh, passionate relationship. Oh. Yeah. My heart yeah. is exploding. Okay. Oh. All right. And with all of the wisdom that you have based on all of your experiences, everything that you've just shared with me, what would you tell your younger self? I would tell my younger self to listen, listen more to your, your heart and um, not be so afraid of, like, what other people think of you. Mm. And, yeah, because it, it doesn't help at the end of the day. You've just got to listen listen to your heart. Mm. Yeah. I mean, very cliche, but, no, but it I makes love sense. That. It makes sense, yeah. It <laughs> makes sense. It makes perfect sense. Mm. And I think that there's so much, like, 
in life so much like conditioning and people's projections and mm. everything that's just in the way of yeah, actually totally. being able to listen to your heart mm. and so it's it's really like admirable and yeah. incredible when you're able to like sift through everything and, and you're able to do that yeah fuck yeah oh I keep, I keep swearing am I allowed to swear yes on absolutely oh. you're allowed oh, to swear you let yeah. it rip sister <laughs> Oh, it's been such a pleasure. Oh, yeah. I've got one more question for you. Oh, yeah. Most important question. What's your favourite finger oh. food? Every time. <laughs> I thought you wrap this up. <laughs> for God's <laughs> sake, Stacey. Another one. No. Um, I think my favourite fruit would be a cherry, so I can do that little tongue thing oh, with it. Please. And then, like they do in the movies, yeah. Can you do it? Um... I think I've done it once. I'm so I don't know. impressed. Yeah. yeah, I know. It's it's quite a talent. It is a real yeah. talent. It is, it is. It's a yeah. central talent. It's an essential talent, yeah. <laughs> essential, central. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> essential, central. Well, it works, you know, yeah. it works. Beautiful. Yeah. Oh, it's been such a joy. Thank you so much for yeah. sharing all of that. Excuse my limb, sippy. Snotty nose. <laughs> thank you for listening to to me blabber on about. <laughs> thank you for being my therapist for a day. <laughs> no, I have like honestly learned so much just Aww. sitting here and absorbing all of you and just like listening and just wow, <laughs> that was like fucking amazing. And your ears hurt from me talking so loud. They really don't. <laughs> That everything is just like soft and mm. squishy and I just feel really no, yeah, yeah, grateful it's really good. for your vulnerability and your sharing. Mm. And oh, thank you. <laughs> Yay. Thanks for dining with Finger Food. If you liked this conversation, you can tip your maitre d' by subscribing, leaving a review and sharing this podcast with your friends. If you want to find more of my podcasts, go to stacyogorman.com. Stay safe, stay sexy. See you soon. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. 
juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.